everybody to Area Encounters. I'm your host Josh and tonight again we have Anthony with us and as usual guys uh, you can get into contact with me at oneerieencounters at gmail.com and uh, you can also get into contact with Anthony too for any stories or experiences that you guys have uh, that you want to share or even possibly be a guest on the show we would love to hear from you uh real quick anthony what is your email my email is dude anthony 64 at gmail.com lowercase letters all right sweet man so tonight what we're gonna we're gonna talk about two subjects tonight one um i actually anthony had a brought this one up to me and um it's about a guy that had had an experience with the devil and uh it's he he wrote a book and it's called four nights with the devil um and then the other subject that we're going to talk about we haven't talked about yet is uh dog man so we're doing a little bit of a double feature for you guys tonight so um We'll get kicked off with uh, the Four Nights with the Devil. So this uh, this gentleman that had this encounter with the devil, uh, his name is Peter Hockley. He, um, you know, he he never questioned um, religion or anything because the way he grew up, like, is very much atheist. The way that he grew up. You know, there was no religion. They didn't go to church. Um, you know, the only time he went to church was for like a wedding or, you know, for a funeral um, and what have you not. But he finally like reached the age to where like he just like had this like emptiness and his own words was he had this emptiness and he was searching for, you know, um, an answer because like he wanted to know like if God was real or not. And, you know, he was questioning a lot of things. And he had, over a year, he, you know, studied religions and, you know, still was searching and searching. And he um, met a neighbor that had moved in that was five minutes from his house. Um, And, you know, they were Christian. They were very, very Christian. a lot of Christian artifacts throughout their whole house and everything. And uh, his friend at the time would always just, you know, talk to him about it, never forced the religion on him or anything, but they were very welcoming to him. And so, you know, fast forward a little bit, he ended up going to a bookstore and he 
was attracted to this book because it was just like it was blue it was a blue book and he just instantly went to that book and um he picked it up and it was uh on friday 6 december 2002 uh the book was titled conversation with god and the writer was um neil daniel walsh and um you know so peter he took it home and he read like the whole book in one night because he it was just giving him all of these answers that he was looking for he felt like this is it you know and um this is his exact words after reading the book um he applied what he read in the book and wrote a letter to God because in this book, this man, you know, that said, I wrote a letter to God and God answered. He answered to me uh, through pen, not through voice. He answered through pen and, you know, the answers were being written out and I wasn't controlling the answers. Um, and this went on for several times with the gentleman that wrote the book that uh peter came across and um when he wrote his letter to god he got no response so he continued to write a letter to god and um he was still getting no responses so it turned into him being angry and disappointed and eventually he was just lashing out and um in his own words uh, the last things that he wrote in the letter in anger was um, he said, you were an uncaring God. And then all of a sudden he gets this, like he described it as a magnetic. Uh, it was like two magnets, like when they're almost touching, but they're still far apart. Like you could feel like the pull from the magnets. Um, he said that that's what he was feeling with, in himself and he picked up the pen and his hand just started writing freely and he wasn't controlling this. and um let's see here he uh he you know he began to write as if somebody else was controlling it and he wasn't in control of it at all and um he got an answer of um you know, back of, you are an uncaring God. And the answer was, um, there is, it was of no consequence of what you call me. <clears throat> so he wrote back, you know, and he asked, do you mean you are not angry? And, um, you know, are you not angry that I'm calling you an uncaring God? And again, he began to write without control, and the answer was, yes, I do care, for you are my child, and I love you. Um, you know, so he continued to go on, you know, writing, and this went on <clears throat> for two days, and after two days, um, well, before I get to that, he also wrote, you know, he responded back to, well, you know, why have I not heard from you before? And, um, it, it had responded back because you haven't been listening so this goes on for you know two days or uh, two nights and then you know the third night 
comes around and he tells his friend and she <clears throat> you know tells him like no you know it's not god it's the devil uh you know god does not answer through a pen you do not have to write god you can just speak to god so you know she in, she dares him and encourages him to um call out what it is that's causing him to write and is telling him all these things he even said that like it was telling him that you know when you die you can either be reincarnated um you know to choose another life and come back or you could choose um you know other things there's no heaven there's no hell you can live freely like you are a god um you know so on and so on and you know so he finally gets the courage to tell his friend and his friend is telling him all this stuff like it's the devil it's not god and he um <clears throat> goes home and you know he asks you know in jesus name uh you know who are you i command you in jesus name to tell me who you are and it said the devil you know and then all this big outbreak started happening um it was trying it was telling him that you know, of all of his failures in life, it was, um, you know, really demoralizing him, uh, being really negative, uh, threatening to kill him. Uh, it was even threatening to kill his friend that had told him that it was the devil. And um, he eventually had it gotten to the point to where, he, you know, the, it was controlling him when he was writing it down and answering him through all his these threats when he was um, facing the devil and he was writing on himself. He was scratching at himself. He uh, at one point had no control of his body and he like, he felt something overcome him and tell him to run like uh, something had was protecting him. And he said at that point he was praying to Jesus to be saved. And that's when he had heard, you know, run, leave the room. And, um, you know, he made it to his friend's house. And the at that time, the devil was still t- talking to him and telling him that he's going to cause him to kill her and the whole family with a knife. As soon as he gets in there, he's going to force him to grab a knife and kill them all. And, um, <clears throat> you know, he didn't do that. But eventually, you know, everything had passed and uh, he had became a reborn Christian or, yeah, a reborn Christian. And he eventually ended up marrying his friend that had, um, you know, told him that it was the devil. And um, I actually watched um, one of his uh, lessons is, I guess, um, you know, he was telling the truth at, at a church about his story. And, um, I mean, I, I'm pretty convinced on it. You know, I think the devil attacks in very many ways. Do I think it was the devil in himself? Could be. I don't know. Um, I mean, what did you find and come across with that, Anthony? Uh, like you said in the story, um, he, he was getting um, possessed and controlled by the devil, and that's what's crazy about the devil is he possesses, he can control, and he can 
he'll lie to you. And and the way he comes in with that is with no faith in God, lack of faith in God, or if you're being controlled by uh, alcoholism or drug use or uh, even negativity in, in um, any form, uh, the devil will come through and that's what was going on with him. He was taunting, he would taunt with his, his friend and be like, you know, like, who are you? Who, who you know, and it's the whole possession of, of the devil taking control of him. Um, I, I, I believe his story is very much true because the devil can come in any kind of form or any kind of way to attack you. Uh, I have uh, experiences with that with my past drug use and uh, alcoholism of the devil holding me down or, you know, or um, <clears throat> what he would do is uh, laugh. I, I could hear him laughing in my face. You know, and just like uh, Peter was saying in his story is that the devil was telling him, you're going to die. And then telling him, you're going to kill your friend. Kill your friend. And here he, he was just like, he was terrified, dude. He had no faith in God and no way to control this. And here, you know. It was uh, a God miracle for him to run into his friend and become good friends with her. And the way the story came out, you know, it just, uh, it's an awesome story. And don't lose faith in God. Don't believe in, in uh, your the higher power of Jesus Christ and God. And, you know, he did die for our sins, you know, and uh, that, that's where his story comes remarkable and how he became a minister after all this. Um, he was just atheist at first. If you bring, he brings his story up that he had that dream when he was 15 years old. Uh, yeah, yeah, being by that gate, you know, and then, like being on the ground on the cement and being held down. Yeah, and that he was going to be struck by lightning. Yeah, and you know he, he brings that up, you know, when he's 15 years old, and he says at that night that he ran to a friend's house, and the devil was attacking him. That you know he took his mom to the bathroom and said, "Hey, you know, there's, there's something going on here. You know, it, it's not right," and. It, um, the devil was attacking him while he he was trying to tell his mom this. So he tells his mom, burn all the books. Everything that I wrote, burn it all. From the, spirit, the spiritual books that he bought to um, the writings that he was writing in the notebooks. She yeah, tells even him the to, pens that he used, he said that they needed to be burned. Yeah, because it, it was just it was all bad. It was all um, part of the possession of the devil possessing him. He yeah. telling him what to do. It, it was a, it was a really good story, man. I ended up sharing it on uh, face Facebook. I um, his story that he has on YouTube there. 
Yeah. No, you know, when he was given his his uh, lesson and, you know, telling his story, I believe it. You know, I believe he had an encounter. And, um, you know, I mean, like I've told you before, man, and, um, you know, I've said in past podcasts that we've done, I, I think everybody should be open-minded. And if you're not, you're very you know, close-minded and, and you're missing out on so much of the possibilities of what is out there. And uh, if you're so close-minded, that's asking for trouble, um, you know, because you can walk into something because you're so close-minded, like example, what he experienced and it could attack you and happen to you, um, you know, and the way that society is today, a lot of people don't look at it that way because everybody's too caught up in technology and um, always moving and never stopping. And, uh, you know, that's not how the world really works. And, you know, I mean, yes, that's what you have to do to survive and, and make it through today's world, but there is always um, a spiritual side to it. And there's other things out there that um, still do not go along with uh, how the world is today with, you know, technology and uh, how the world has been built. Uh, they, it will get you. Yeah, a lot of people have a lack of faith or no faith. And that's where the devil can come around and, and, and strike you with his power. That's what he's good at. It's just striking you with what he knows to be the liar and canoeing um, a-hole that he is. <laughs> yeah, manipulation, lying, you know, just pulling the, the, you know, the blanket over your eyes. And I mean, I'm not trying to get into a whole religious uh, lecture and convince anybody of, of it. But, um, you know, I, I think... It's just best that everybody at least tries to have an open mind. But for this guy, I, you know, I could see the sincerity in him. And, you know, um, even after he, he, you know, he was saying like, everybody wants to know what happened to my friend. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but um, he said, you know, she's usually not here when I do these speeches, but today she is here and, you know, she stands up and it's like, okay, they they went through this she was his friend and she came back to him left her family in america and came back to him in uh i want to say it's in england yeah Um, oxford england yeah and they got married you know and it's like things work out the way that they do for a reason and something was protecting them and made them work together and stay back, you know, stay together. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, these are totally opposites, you know, totally opposites. This guy is tall and lengthy and really skinny. And, you know, she's on the little bit bigger side and, you know, she's black and this guy is super, super white. So like, to me, the story was believable, you know, and it, it's really scary, man, you know, and it's not like, uh, you know, some of these other preachers that 
claim to speak in tongues and all of this and that and you know they say that their wives have saved them and their wives and their wives are like these multi-million dollar billionaire you know looking models that have had all this plastic surgery and stuff you know like you could tell like those guys are just they're fake uh with their stories and encounters you know they're doing it for money and donations and stuff and uh, they're scamming this guy it was it was real and it was kind of spooky man if uh, anybody gets the the chance um you know get his book or just check him out on youtube and um you know i was not expecting it to go the way that it did with him becoming a preacher and you know giving lectures and, and stuff about it um but again guys his name is peter hawkley um you know check out his story um check it out on youtube or buy his book <laughs> yeah i'm sure you could find him you know on other places probably you know facebook or, or google uh, you know whatever type of social media now uh, um, but that is all i have for that one um so the second subject dog man dog man <laughs> i'm gonna be really honest with you man when I first started doing this podcast and I'm still getting my feet wet in it and still kind of tinkering and messing around. Um, I had never heard of a dog man, dude, until uh, right when I started doing this podcast, I came upon another guy's podcast, um, crypto PTSD and his mainly covers Bigfoot. Um, you know, but he did one episode of dog man, and another, maybe it was two, but the other one, the lady couldn't really say for sure, uh, you know, if it was a beast or not of like dog man, but it, she explained it as a wolf, very much just like a wolf, but um, it was a pack of wolves. But, um, you know, looking into it, I'm going, okay, dog man, dog man, I've only heard of werewolves. Do they stand and, on two legs or are all four legs? They both. Both? Uh, so you know i've i've done some research on it and you know i'm i am you know very green with dog man um you know area encounters this is what we go over guys um once again anybody that wants to email us and <clears throat> excuse me share any of their encounters of any type of cryptoid uh encounters or uh, supernatural paranormal encounters get in contact with us guys we want to hear your story we want you to share it um, that's what's going to help us give more product out to our listeners guys so um, e email me at one eerie encounters at gmail.com so on to uh, dog man first it, it started off as a Michigan dog man and um it was alleged, allegedly witnessed in 1887 in Michigan, um, in Wexford County. The creature is described as a seven-foot-tall, blue-eyed or amber-eyed, um, bipedal, canine-like animal with the torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. Uh, according to legends, Michigan Dogman appeared ten appears in a ten-year cycle. 
that falls on the years ending in seven. Sightings have been reported in several locations throughout Michigan, primarily in the northwest of the lower uh, peninsula. In 87, the legend of Michigan Dogman gained popularity when disc jockey Steve Cook uh, recorded a song about the creature and its reported sightings. Uh, the history was known to most of the modern world until very late in the 20th century. It is said to have been stocked in the area um, of Mainstee River since the days when the Ottawa tribes lived there. Um, in 87, however, oh, sorry, a little glitch. Uh, authentic sources for sightings made prior to 1987, however, have never been documented beyond Steve Cook's song. Uh, the first alleged encounter was in 1887 when two lumberjacks saw a creature which they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. In 1937, um, in Paris, Michigan, Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs and said that one of the five walked on two legs. Reports of similar creatures also come from Elegan County uh, in the 1950s and in Manistee and Cross Village in 1967. Linda S. Godfrey in her book, The Beast of Bray Road, compares the Manistee sightings to similar creatures sighted in Wisconsin. I actually watched um, a video, that, that video, um, The Beast of Bray Road on Amazon Prime probably about three weeks ago. And they were talking about the encounters of Dogman. And uh, a lot of the evidence that they were presenting on there, I believe it's real. You know, I do believe dog man is real um i mean there's so much that is still un you know discovered in america you know i mean there's a lot of forests still there's a lot of woods um you know we're discovering new animals every day you know especially in the sea too um why not? Why not the possibility of Dogman being out there? I mean, I've also read and uh, seen videos, you know, from other people talking about Dogman, <clears throat> of, uh, you know, their encounters of it being very violent. You know, um, it could Man. attack you. Um, you know, it'll charge after you. Um, you know, the, they don't know how to open up doors or anything like that but they will charge after you, you know, they'll often come upon it, uh, you know, while it's either eating or they'll see it like halfway, like in the ditch and halfway in the road and it's on all fours and then it'll stand up. And, um, you know, it's, it's very much like a, a wolf, but a dog and a man's body all put together. You know, if I was to come across that man, I would probably die by seeing that because I would be so scared. Yeah. And now I wonder. Oh, go ahead. Now it sounds it, it sounds kind of like a, like a Bigfoot or like a chupacabra type of, type of deal. You know, like, it's real. It's just we've never seen it before. 
and it, it sounds rare. And um, I, I, yeah, I believe it, it's real. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's real. You know, <clears throat> I mean, there's a reason why we're not seeing these things. You know, we're not having as much encounters with these things anymore is because of the way that civilization is. You know, uh, I mean, look at our houses, look at the cities. You know, we have we have freeways, we have cars. We, you know, we're not in, living in the woods anymore. We've cut down a lot of woods and these, you know, cryptoids have made their way into areas that have been untouched by man. And, you know, we don't really go out into these woods and discover anything as much as we used to because we were always out in the woods. You know, we sure we have these avid hunters and outdoorsmen, but, uh, you know, and a lot of stories come from uh, those people, you know, that have these encounters. Yeah. I mean, if anybody, um, I mean, obviously there's other people out there that are listening um, that have more knowledge of the Michigan dog man or just dog man in general than what I do. Like I said, I'm very green on it. And um, there's a lot more that I need to look into. But from what I've come across and even some pictures that I've seen, um, you know, it goes with, you know, pictures of Bigfoot too and, you know, other cryptids, you know, you could tell that's fake, you know, and a lot of this, but there's some that I really do question like, okay, this hat, this is real. I believe this one is real. It's funny that you mentioned the chupacabra with it because <laughs> the chupacabra is right here on one of the pictures that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like half man, half wolf. Like chupacabra is like, it's like half alien, half like rabbit feet or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this one. Oh, yeah, this one's creepy, man. I mean, what I think the chup or not the chupacabra, but uh, dog man, I think it's a. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, what if you had a yeah? uh, The dog man and a werewolf look very identical to me, you know. But I mean, I know the werewolf is much bigger than the dog man, you know. From what I've compared to doing like the research, and you know, of course, the werewolf is, um, you know, they only become werewolves during full moons, and. that's more in like England and um, Europe uh, for the werewolf encounters. But I don't know, dude. I, I don't know what it is. It could be like a hybrid of a wolf and I don't know, man. I mean, it's obviously got some human DNA in it so maybe like a primate and a wolf yeah and I know that sounds crazy but I mean I don't think like it was like man man made or like man man bred just uh sounds like it just grew feet one day (laughs) where were yeah man just looking at these pictures dude like some of these some of these are are believable I've probably seen 
three that are believable. And, uh, you know, who, who's, and there's probably a lot of these people that have these encounters with it. They probably don't speak up because, you know, one, people are going to think that they're crazy. Or two, people are going to think it's a fake and a hoax. Um, you know, so a lot of these people, or they're just too scared. What if you were just chilling one day and you just heard like a tap on the window? It was man dog. <laughs> I'd probably be scared, man. <laughs> How would you do? Okay, you know, what if you were living in Michigan? Or anywhere that, you know, you're in the woods, you're, you got some property, you know, and it's pretty thick in the woods and stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, you are sitting in your living room and you see this, you know, dog wolf silhouette looking through your window. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, that would, that would be gazing scary. At you. You just there you go. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know what it wants. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know. Because, <laughs> like you said, we took the woods away and shit. You know, we're in the woods. <laughs> and just yeah, come up and tap on your window, like, "What's up, motherfucker?" <laughs> <You're> like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i think uh i don't know man i i think there's obviously smart enough to where they're not gonna attack anybody but they're not afraid to like charge people out of the area i don't know man i mean no to my knowledge from what i've seen nobody has died from a dog man yeah it would just be scary though yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I'd shit myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I would shit and piss myself. Yeah. So I'd I second that. <clears throat> but, you know, and it makes me wonder, like, how many people really have had these encounters? Yeah. But that's about all that I, I have on, you know, Dogman. Um, I know it's probably not as exciting for what people are thinking when they hear it, but we don't really have that much knowledge of it, and uh, you know, guys, if you would email us in with some of your guys' encounters or even your knowledge of some of these things, it will help us with putting out more for the listeners. I mean, you have anything to add up with it, Anthony? Yeah, if you download Anchor and then we can try to get you on the podcast here. Um, but uh, I believe it's real. Uh, I it sounds like it's rural areas, you know, like, like you said, Michigan, you know, just yeah. places that has the woods, you know, I could just imagine what we have here in California, you know, there's something crawling out here. Oh, I definitely believe that we have big, Bigfoot here. Yeah. You know, um, definitely, especially in the areas where Oregon and Washington in California connect. Oh, that's where Bigfoot's mostly seen, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a lot of uh, encounters with Bigfoot in 
uh, Canada. I think we were talking about uh, the Bigfoot episode. We were talking about how um, they'll come surround you. Like they surrounded that dude you were talking about. Yeah. And uh, they didn't do nothing, but they surrounded him because he was leaving bait out for them and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, man? The next episode, maybe we should cover up some on the, on that, do an episode of Bigfoot. And uh, <clears throat> I can give you the link for his documentary that he did. And it is 100%. I stand by what that guy has caught on camera. And um, what a, it's a great documentary. Um, but that's for later. And we're on uh, Dogman and uh, the Four Nights with the devil. Um, but I have nothing else for this episode, man. It was a good episode, uh, Josh. And uh, folks, if you want to contact me, I'm at lowercase dude Anthony at gmail.com. Again, it's dude Anthony at gmail.com or 64. I'm sorry. Uh, it's dude Anthony 64 at gmail.com. And um, yeah, it was a good episode. Um, Peter, he, he was a good. Uh, speaker and um the dog man um go dog man you know you sh- show your spirit you know give one good howl man because this is a halloween season and um we plan on having another podcast here on halloween night uh, have a halloween special yeah, that's definitely what we're going to do for yeah. Halloween. Um, you know what, man? Uh, when, when you mentioned uh, Go Dog Man, you know, show your spirit. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, you know, when I read up, it says every uh, appearance happens uh, with the years ending in seven. So every, you know, 10 years, uh, there's encounters with it. You think maybe it could be uh, a skinwalker? Maybe. Could be, man. I yeah, mean, it could be. Because skinwalkers take the form of like a wolf, you know, an upright wolf and everything. So. I've, I've heard of the skinwalker. I just don't know too much about him. But it, it could be. Um, but yeah, folks. Yeah, who, who knows, man? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, until uh, the next episode. Um, thank you for tuning in and listening again, guys. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear, you know, your knowledge, your encounters, what you want to share with us. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we would love that too. Uh, you could do that by downloading anchor and emailing either Anthony or myself. My email is at one as a number one eerie encounters at gmail.com and get into contact with us. And we'll get back in touch with you, and uh, we'll take it from there. But until then, guys, we're signing off. Have a good night.